0: Hello and welcome back to this fourth episode of the To the Heights podcast. This is Olivia Colombo, and I am so excited to be embarking on this project of sharing stories of the young people of the Catholic Church and those who minister to them. Our title, To the Heights, is a translation of the quote, Verso Lealto, by Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, a 24 year old Catholic on his way to canonization because he glorified God in his daily life as a student as a lover of mountain climbing, and in his caring for the poor. His quote, to the heights, is a prayer and reminder to keep on reaching for God and for sainthood in our ordinary daily lives. Through my journey in ministry and media as a young Catholic, I've crossed paths with our two guests for today, and they are certainly reaching to the heights. Our guests for this episode are Max Loeb and Gavin Lennard, a senior and a junior at Boston College High School. We met at a parish where we served on the teen leadership team for youth ministry. We've all been to Haiti together, and I've had the blessing of getting to know them and getting inspired by how they are both constantly striving for sainthood, to reach for God and to bring as many other teens as they can with them, whether that's at church, on the sports field, or in the classroom at high school. All right, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the conversation, all of its humor and inspiration, and get to see the glimpse of two high schoolers who have remarkable journeys for Christ in reaching to the heights. Alright, I am here in the Catholic TV studio in Watertown with two very good friends sitting next to me. I will let my two friends introduce themselves. But I did want to say first that there has been so much excitement in this studio all day that like I got two high school boys to come in. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited. Um I would love to hear from you your name, your age, what school you go to, what year you are in school, I guess, to start. You can start.
1: All right. My name is Max Loeb. I'm eighteen years old. I'm a senior at Boston College High School. Um I'm pretty much done, honestly, so I wouldn't even call myself a senior anymore. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're almost done. Yeah. Any any decisions happening? Yeah. John Carroll. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. That is. Yes.
1: I actually just decided today. Really? Yep.
0: Ooh, so exciting. Yeah. Well, very excited. Congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And how about you over there?
1: Uh, I'm
2: Gavin Lennard. Um, I also go to BC High. I am a junior. I'm 17 years old.
0: Nice. All right, so I brought you guys in just to have a conversation about what it's like to be a Catholic high school boy, but high schooler in general, um, and someone who's active in the faith um, at our age. So I guess, I don't know, probably a logical place to start would be how we all met each other, um, and we met at Resurrection, which the first episode of this pause podcast was with Resurrection Parish and Hingham's Youth Minister Michaela Hagar who is awesome. Yes. I
2: yes. agree. That is a fact. Yes, it
0: is a fact. So I guess maybe to get going, could you guys tell me about either how you ended up at Resurrection or and or what you do now at Resurrection Parish?
1: Um, so I actually wasn't born Catholic. Um, I guess I, I could probably get into that whole story a little bit later. Yeah,
0: but, go for it. Um, I, anytime is good with with me.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about it later because it probably ties in with a lot more. But um, so I was baptized two years ago in April, and I met uh, you alongside Gavin through the first couple months I was there. But really, the first Haiti trip in August. Right. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And now you are head of Edge Corps, right? Yeah. Which yep. is the life teen equivalent of a middle school yep. program. Yep. How about you?
2: Um, I first went to Resurrection when I was a freshman in high school. Um, previously, I'd gone in uh, Saint Mar- to St. Mary's in Hanover, which I liked a lot, but my older sister, Brianna, wanted to change, so I followed her. Um, at Resurrection Now, I'm the leader of Teen Corps. I help out kind of behind the scenes more, uh, running a rosary group. And yeah, I think the first time we met, though, was when you gave one of your talks down at resurrection right. and it was a crazy experience for me cuz you're just such a powerful speaker.
0: Thank you. That was that was an interesting interesting talk. And interesting in that like Father Nisha and I met for like the first time at discipleship week, I guess like 3 or 4 years ago now. And then we crossed paths because I was on his bus for the march for life and he wow. like randomly pulled me to give like pro life witness talks <laughs> and then randomly texted me a few weeks after the march for life and was like hey do you want to come give a talk about i don't know something at resurrection at a life night and that's literally how it went and then i guess you guys were picking your confirmation saints that week or something like that and he was like can you tie in saints i was like of course so (laughs) (laughs) that's how that one went (laughs) but i'm glad that our paths have crossed um and i spent a year on core with you guys too which core how would you describe core i if you had to define it
2: um, I think it's just amazing, especially at Resurrection, what they do with the CORE. CORE um, for those who don't know, CORE is a group of teen leaders who help the Confirmation kids develop their faith life more, and it's really awesome because it keeps teens like us, teen leaders, coming back to church every week, but it gives us more of a purpose to help those who kind of want to go deeper into their faith which i that's one of my biggest passions.
0: For sure. And I actually, I do want to talk about um, what you've done with bringing teens to the faith and cross in a little bit. But I guess, I don't know, in addition to the whole core thing at Resurrection, you mentioned Haiti, yeah. which I'm positive that we will talk a lot about Haiti at some point mm-hmm. in time. Um, but, I don't know, our, our responsibilities on core were, um, I don't know, leading Mass, leading Life Nights, leading um, kids on Saturday mornings to go serve the homeless at the Engagement Center, um, mm-hmm. which is a day center for drug addicts in Boston, um, and, of course, Haiti, and also Israel, which Gavin yeah. came with me on. Yeah.
2: And um, we've done re- retreats, too, I remember. We've done one for Watertown. We've done one from Weymouth. So yeah. the, it's just amazing stuff. Yeah, amazing that's
0: stuff. right. We can see the parish out the window that we right. hosted the kids. Yes. Yeah, same Father
2: Matthew. <laughs> Father Matthew
0: Conley, yes. That great, was great, man. Yes, that was a good retreat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, I don't know. Where do you guys want to go? Do you want to start with Haiti? Do we want to start with where you came from, faith journey wise, maybe? And like, what family? That is something that I wanted to talk about because the three of us sitting here all ended up on core, but we all came from very different families with different mm-hmm. faith upbringings. Yeah. So I think that'd be interesting to talk about.
2: Yeah, we should, we could talk about that because I feel like that Haiti can tie into that too because it's just such a amazing experience we each had
0: true yeah all right who wants to go first (laughs) (laughs) as you point to me (laughs)
1: yeah max you want to go first? sure i'll go first um so yeah i mentioned that um, i wasn't brought up catholic my mom's catholic but my dad's jewish so they made the decision together to let me find my faith on my own and i had never experienced faith in my life until i went to bci in seventh grade actually i went for two years in middle school Um, But even then, I struggled to find God, and I really struggled to find God because I didn't know who he was. Um, But the moment I think I first found God, even though I didn't know it at the time, was after I had uh, heart surgery in going into eighth grade, the summer going into eighth grade. Um, I was born with a heart defect. I had procedures when I was little. And uh, they did the surgery. They thought everything was successful for the first couple days. Um, and as they went on with more and more tests, it looked less and less successful. And they had to do one more test to kind of decide if they needed to go in and fix anything. And the night before that test, my mom, who we were walking on the hospital. She walked into the chapel, um, and she obviously she prayed for me for, I don't know, maybe five, ten minutes. But I didn't know what she was doing because I wasn't religious. Um, and then the next day when we took the test, everything was fine, and I got to go home the next day. Um, and again, I didn't, I didn't know that it was... God at the time because I didn't know who God was, um, but the moment I first found God for myself was, I think it was the winter of my, either the winter of my freshman year or the winter of my sophomore year. Um, I'm a big college football fan. Um, Derrick Henry's one of my favorite players, an Alabama fan, um, and in his speech after he won the Heisman Trophy, he said something to the effect of um, never being afraid to pray to God, he'll always hear your cry, um, so that night I prayed for the first time and I felt something. As the weeks went on, I made the decision to join the RCIA program, and in April 2017, got my sacraments of initiation.
0: That's beautiful. I love that story. I love that story so much. And can you tell the detail about Mary, the statue? of Mary? Yes.
1: Oh, that is very cool. Actually. Yes. Um, so when my mom was she, that same chapel, it's been that it was Children's Hospital of Boston. It had been there. I don't know. I guess since before I was born. But when she was, she actually wanted to pray for me when I was little. And all those procedures, and there's a statue of Mary up on the altar. And keep in mind, it's not really like a chapel; it's like an interfaith chapel. So there's a bunch of like different religious things there from different religions. And there's a statue of Mary that she was praying in front of. And when we were going out, like leaving the hospital, she went up to the one of the security guards or somebody at the front desk, and they said, "Thank you," she said, "Thank you for putting that statue of Mary in the chapel. I really appreciated it." And the person said back to her, "We've never had a." statue of mary in the chapel wow it's like I, I didn't know about that until i was probably six seven months into my catholic faith either like it still blows me away yeah yeah,
0: yeah. mama mary's been watching and that's guiding for sure that's awesome that's so beautiful all right gavin do you want to tell us a little bit about you have a very different faith upbringing
2: yes i come from a very Catholic family. Um, one of the reasons why we're so rooted in our faith was my grandfather, uh, Artie Boyle. Uh, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer probably around 2000, 2001. So that was around when I was born also. But um, he was given six months to live. And eventually he went on a trip to Medjugorje with two of his friends, uh, Mr. Griffin and Mr. Gill. And the there he was prayed over and He was miraculously healed, and when he came back 10 days later, they did a scan, and almost all of his cancer, it was all in his uh, left lung, I believe, or right lung, one of his lungs, but, like, before they were going to remove it. But when he came back, it was all completely gone, which was miraculous. But for me personally, growing up, I always knew, like, Who God was and I always had uh, a nice prayer life with him just because I didn't have a lot of friends when I was younger because I was 75% deaf growing up so I didn't really have a lot of social interactions with people so I just pray and just talk to God so to speak and then around 7th and 8th grade I I started getting in with groups that I shouldn't have gone in with looking back in hindsight, and I kind of turned away from God. But coming back to um, what Lifeteen has done, I went to Lifeteen with my older sister, Brianna, and there my eyes were really open to how much God truly loves us and how much His mercy really shines down upon us. So, yeah, that's basically the gist of my story.
0: Yes, yeah, and you have an insane amount of siblings and yes. aunts and uncles. <laughs> I have seven
2: siblings. Yes. And I love and, all of them very much.
0: Yes. And you have 13. There's 13 in the generation above that, right?
2: Yeah, 13 kids, except um, Joseph, one of my uncles, he died when he was uh, born.
0: Mm. But he's counted in the 13 and watching over and praying. Indeed. Yeah. You both have very beautiful families, and they obviously have led you to very beautiful places, um, like Resurrection and like the Life team program there, where... I think one of the really cool things to watch is you each, in different ways, have taken the foundation that BC High and Resurrection has given you and brought it elsewhere, um, whether that be to Haiti or in a program like CROSS, um, and especially with your Haiti donating of sports equipment and et cetera. Um, so I was wondering if we could talk, maybe go to BC High first a little bit and hear from each of you what it's like to be a Catholic, a practicing Catholic, who's unafraid um, to show your faith at school. Because I went to Catholic school my entire life, and I know I know well that not everyone is always Catholic and always accepting of the faith at every Catholic school. Um, so I wanted to hear what it's like playing sports and being in school as an unashamed Catholic. You want
1: to go first?
2: For me, it's... It's helped me go so much deeper into my faith because BC High, yes, there's a large amount of people who are Catholic, but there's also a large amount of people who are other religions that were just atheists. And just talking, I like to talk about my faith with other people and discuss with them and reach out, like invite them to certain events. And a lot of the times they lash back or, well, not lash back, but they ask why and they ask questions, which sometimes I didn't, I didn't even know. And that has led me to deepening my faith and learning, like, the answers to certain questions in our faith that has really helped me out in knowing who Jesus really is.
0: That's awesome. That's beautiful. And inviting people. You've brought several friends um, to Life Teen over the years. Indeed. And, I don't know, so many people have brought so many cool people, like— we were just celebrating Christine, who's another leader of CORE, yeah. um, brought our friend Ava yeah. a year yeah. ago, I think, a last week. A couple days ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. And since then, Ava, we love Ava yeah, so much and has Ava. become <laughs> yeah. such a big part of our church community. Such a
2: bundle of
1: joy. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, what about you? And I especially want to hear, I guess, from both of you as athletes what it's like.
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, it's definitely helped me grow deeper, too, without a doubt. Um sometimes it's hard with my friends because they do kind of refute the faith and like kind of poke jokes at it and make fun of me and things like that and I know like I I don't take that any, like any offense to that or seriously. Um but on the sports field and I guess in the sports realm, um something that's actually been really cool is watching God kind of like speak through me and let others follow the faith. So um something I started doing um I want to say two years ago. So I'm a goalie in soccer, so I wear gloves and cleats. Um, I wrote Bible verses on my gloves and on my cleats uh, the past two seasons, and people would always ask me about them, and I'd share with them, and I didn't know if that had an impact or not. But something that definitely did have an impact, um, before the playoffs this past year, Gavin's cousin actually, Gabriel, um, him and I uh, went to the chapel um, before a game, and we asked like two kids on the team who we knew were religious, so they came with us. Um, and we wound up winning the game. We weren't, we weren't supposed to win that game. Um, we wound up winning the game, and the next playoff game we had, uh, we had like three or four more kids come with us. Oh wow! And we wound up winning that next game. And before the state, the state sectional finals, um, which was our we lost that game was our last game. I think we had close to fifteen kids who went to the chapel, Yikes. which was so cool. Yeah, it was so cool.
2: Yeah. And similarly to that, for the basketball team, uh, I played basketball. But we have a freshman named Mike Lachnane. And just seeing his growth and his faith throughout the season, like he came into the season not really knowing who God was, but thankfully God was able has been able to use me to kind of guide him. And midway through the season, he suggested, he's like, hey guys, like, why don't we just say a quick Hail Mary before every game? And we went on like, a six or seven game mm-hmm. win streak, which wow. is just amazing. But just seeing his growth, that's in in the sport of basketball and seeing, like, that's just so, so hopeful and just gave me so much hope.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's real-life evangelization right there, I guess. Indeed. Yeah. All right. So in the vein of evangelization, do you want to tell me about BC High Cross and where that came from, what oh, yeah. it was modeled after?
2: Yeah, so um another so i guess it has to start with it was last year or yes my sophomore year last year it kind of started in a weird way cuz mr klein is a teacher he's a great mentor of mine and he's a math teacher at bc high and he's also the jv um basketball coach and last year i was on varsity for much of the season and then towards the end, I think within like the last five games, I got moved down to JV where he was coaching. And like obviously being a sophomore athlete, that's kind of demoralizing. So I was kind of lost in a way. But um, it just shows you kind of God's plan. But Mr. Klein was there in the first day of practice. Um, Gabriel pache who max mentioned he's my cousin and he was on jv too and the first day of practice after practice we were just shooting around and like having having fun and we just i don't know how the conversation started but we just started talking about our faiths and mr klein was like i never knew you guys were so faithful like and we just kept talking we talked about I Gabriel and I talked to him about Resurrection Parish and the amazing life teen program there and we came to the conclusion like hey why can't we do that for BC High cuz there's like at BC High we felt like there was a need cuz we know there was kids there were a lot of kids who wanted to be faithful and who wanted to go deeper into their faith but they just never had the opportunity to have something like a resurrection life team program or St. Mary's life team program and by offering we had the idea to just offer to offer it to them and I think the first time we had an event we had mass and like 50 or 60 kids showed up which was really really cool wow. to see especially for like an opening night and it was just amazing
0: That's awesome. That's so good. You guys are bringing so many people to the faith and that's that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Haiti next? Sure. Yeah. It's
1: always a good topic. Yes.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Haiti. And let's also talk about, um, I. so this happened, I think, toward Christmas. So I've obviously been away for a semester and a half now um, from you guys, from seeing you guys every week. So I guess I do want to hear about and want to tell everyone about what you've been doing to raise money for sports equipment for Haiti. Okay. And kind of where yeah. that started. Because I think I came on one of the trips that you brought. the basketball I think it was both. Home. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, the well, we went to the had to go to the Dominican Republic yeah. this, this past one, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, when I went, to, I went to Haiti first in August 2017. We all were, we all went together. Yeah. And then February 2018, Olivia, you and I were together. And when I was, I raised money by giving witness talks at the the masses, uh, the Christmas masses actually. And I raised over the amount I needed, and I gave some of the small donations, kind of like Finnish people's me. That was something cool, uh-huh. but um. Yeah, and I gave other small amount of donations to people who needed it, but the rest of the extra money, uh, I bought a kid's basketball hoop that we shipped down in a big bag, um, like an extra check bag yeah. with, uh, with balls and then a couple footballs, a couple soccer balls, and just set it up while we were down there, let the kids play with it because something that struck me when I went in August, the August before was the kid's basketball hoop that they played with at the orphanage was a coat hanger bent in a circle. Right, and I kind of like when I got back home. I was imagining like, whenever I would go outside to play basketball, like if I were to shoot on that, like what it'd be like. So, yeah, I decided that that was something I wanted to do with the extra money.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's awesome, and the kids were very, they very, very. Yeah. They
1: loved it for sure.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, and the new soccer balls as well. Yeah, yeah. there were many soccer tournaments. That yes,
1: for sure. Oh my
0: gosh, that ensued on the field out there. I guess I want to hear from both of you how Haiti has impacted. I I was going to say your prayer life, but honestly, I I think it's impacted more than just my prayer life, but what that experience has given you.
1: I guess I I can keep going. Um, So I think August, the August trip, it impacted me spiritually like nothing ever had before. And I think it kind of set the foundation for my prayer life and that idea of not being ashamed because you see it like the Haitian masses, like they're literally screaming their lungs out. It's crazy. (laughs) how loud and how passionate they are and how happy everybody is when they don't have nothing, don't have anything. And I remember something that you said in February that the kids, it's like back home we have um, like material riches but kind of have the spiritual poverty, and it's the exact opposite there. Yeah. So that's something that I've tried to develop, like becoming more rich spiritually, mm-hmm. especially after the February trip. And the February trip definitely also helped me kind of become more of a leader in the faith because that I had already been there before and a lot of the kids going on that trip hadn't, so...
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's definitely a sh- shift. I'm glad the three of us went together in August because that was, I don't know, that was before I was on CORE. That was before you were on CORE yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, were you already, I don't know.
2: I have a terrible memory. I don't know. Yeah, I but feel like you definitely got are conf- oh, You were getting the, that confused. Yeah, I think I may right. have been yeah. on the CORE. Yeah.
0: yeah, but we all just, I don't know, that, w- that trip was very much like we're all going to push each other, I guess <laughs> the namesake of the podcast, push each other to the heights and, like, we're all going to, huh. like, Iron sharpens iron, as Father likes to say. Um, And then the trip following was there were a few of us older kids on CORE. And then it was really cool to be able to see all of these freshmen come. And now they're all confirmed and they're on, a lot of them are on edge core now, which is so awesome to watch. Um, How one trip and how one week of service and prayer um, and just like praying for hours a day can change um, someone and set them up. Especially um, Michaela and I had an interesting conversation about how like, It's great to go on mission or it's great to go on retreat, um, but not everyone can afford that or make Mm. that happen or has the opportunity to do it. And it's not really about that like retreat high. It's about what you come home to. And it's about whether that's a program or whether it's something you create for yourself in your own daily prayer life. Um, You have a net to fall back on because it doesn't doesn't matter if you do one thing one time. Um, You have to have a prayer life to fall back onto and actually change your life on a continuous basis. Yeah. Yeah, Um, so an interesting question that I've had conversations with Michaela and Sarah Ryan and a couple other guests so far um, has been about prayer life. Because I feel like, especially on retreat, everyone is always telling you that you need to develop a daily prayer life um, Mm -hmm. and you need to glorify God in everything you do. And, like, those are very nice statements and are very, very true statements. Um, But not many people have the opportunity to hear from two high school boys what that actually looks like in your daily life. So maybe stemming from Haiti, Israel, or some life-changing experience, but I'd love to hear what prayer looks like realistically for you guys.
2: Well, for before Haiti, I kind of never really had a daily prayer life. And coming out of Haiti, initially I didn't have a prayer life either, or at least daily prayer life. And I came away with the question, like, why are people so happy down there like on a day-to-day basis people just seem like they're having the times of their lives Yet yeah, you like like the orphan let like, you see the kids outside the orphanage and they have t-shirts on and no pants on them the t-shirts are just covering their private parts and like that's how impoverished in poverty they are and i just kept on questioning that and eventually like i came to the realization that praying the amount of prayer we do down there the amount of praying we did in israel the amount of praying we do on retreats like that's what really drives pure happiness and creates that happiness cuz we're when you pray more you're more you're closer to god and you allow yourself to be influenced more by him and i think like just it's definitely hard for me to maintain a daily prayer life every morning i try to wake up and i just try to say thank you lord for this day like help influence my actions to do your will and bring others closer to you. And then I do likewise at night, thanking him for the day. And then that's also why I love resurrection because, and why I was inspired to start my the rosary group because resurrection has an amazing, amazing holy hour on Thursday, and then they have an amazingly powerful mass on Sundays. But there's this whole gap in the week where there wasn't, time of scheduled prayer so to say. And I was just like why don't we have another scheduled prayer time just so kids have an actual time of the week where they can be like all right at least if I forget a daily prayer if I forget to like pray uh I can have this one time that I can actually go pray during the week and it can just add to their relationship with
1: God.
0: True. And an opportunity to pray in community again. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Be there at night, 7 o'clock. Oh, 7 yeah. o'clock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was not leading a holy hour back at BC now. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, hey, we could switch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you come lead guitar yeah. for me, please?
2: I mean, I've, I've been practicing lately. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Nice yeah.
1: on the strings. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> How about you, Max?
1: Um. So for me, it's like, I guess I could just walk through my day. I think that's probably the easiest way to do it. So something that I've tried to do since, I guess since Haiti was when I wake up, pray before I t- pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's really difficult, and a lot of times, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't. But uh, I try to do that and try to spend a minute or two in prayer before I, like, go on with my day. Um, commuting in in the morning, uh, I try to pray a rosary or listen to praise and worship music. Um, something I've actually started doing in Lent was daily Mass, too. Nice. Which is cool. Um, sometimes I get to go, I actually go to Resurrection and go in late, too, which is nice. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, but they offer it at our school every day, so that's really nice. Um, I guess in the last like six, seven months or so, something that I picked up is a chapel, Divine Mercy too. It really only takes five minutes, and we started doing it in Edgecore, and I had like never really been exposed to it before. So I try to do that as much as I can, and then obviously whatever we're doing throughout the week—Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday—and um, then Saturday mornings, you mentioned visiting the homeless at the engagement center. Um, and then night prayer—that's something that the prayer time I struggle with the most personally. But um, I try to just thank God for the day and just give Him uh, a minute or
0: two before I
1: uh, go to bed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you um, oh. <laughs> know you go.
2: Yeah, echoing Max's point on um, prayer, like through praise and worship music, that is one of the most powerful forms of prayer I find. And like, just—it's so easy to just like, even when you're showering, just turn on. Praise yeah. and worship music and like belt it out yeah. when you're just taking a shower. <laughs> and like, personally, like, I like to play guitar, so like sometimes I just like make up rhymes about how awesome God is while like just laying down in my bed. <laughs> it's just the most amazing thing ever.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do that a fair bit whenever I... So there's a chapel kind of right underneath my dorm. Uh, yeah. Um, but there are many times I come back from class and I'm like, I'm done with physics. I'm done with whatever. And I will go back to my room, grab my guitar and go right to the chapel and just like... Indeed. ...sit.
2: Because, I mean, school doesn't matter anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't say that, but... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that prayer time is often needed after physics. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, Did you both, I could be wrong about this, but did you both go to Kairos somewhat recently? Oh, yes. Together. Yes. I know. Would you like to talk about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Can't say too much though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very Um, secretive. But no, it was so cool. And I honestly, like, we talk about how you feel after a mission trip. People call the way you feel after Kairos the Kai High. Mm. And it's, like, something that I've tried to live out in my life. It's hard. Even after mission trips. it's hard to continue living that out, especially when we're, like, a month out of when we went. But honestly, I felt the impact I had on Kairos was as profound, if not more profound, than what happened in Haiti and things like that. Yeah. I just think, like, at that point, I was specifically, like, two weeks before I was going through one of the roughest patches of my life, and I needed it. And Kairos literally means the right time. Mm. And I just... The second I heard that, I knew God was there on that retreat, and it was so cool seeing like my BC High friends um, turn towards God and find God. I always say the way I can see God the clearest is changes in people and like them turning towards God. It's one thing to see your friends from church turn towards God like that, but when you see your BC High friends or your school friends who don't like really have a prior faith find God the way they do, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, I put my name in the lottery for the BC Kairos. So, really? yes,
1: we yes. shall. Oh, my God. It is, amazing.
2: it is amazing. I found God. The, the biggest way I found God was just the relationships I found I formed with, like, kids I just have never really talked to before and kids I never imagined myself interacting with. And, like, there's one of the Great things about Kairos is they make you leave your phone or they take your phone once you get there, so you're practically forced to just interact with people and we played games and we did magic tricks, we <laughs> sang songs, and it was just amazing. I remember one night we went um out to watch just look at the stars on the beach, and we were just yeah. standing there and it was down in Cape Cod, so it was a pretty clear night. And I just remembered staring up at the stars, just imagining how, like, I came to an epiphany, kind of like God truly created this, and, like, I realized, like, the beauty of it. And similarly, like, two days later, we, we went and saw the sunrise, oh, and that's that just cool. that's just amazing just how much God has given us, like, the true beauty that if you stop and just look around the world, you can see.
0: Wow. Yeah. I just wrote an essay on sunrises and sunsets in Uh haiti i had to do an essay on beauty for my theology class and i chose somewhat similar um that's awesome i'm i hope that at some point i get to go on kairos but i'm glad that you guys had a very formative retreat experience um all right so i guess we need to wrap up somewhat soon so you did mention what's up next for you but i i want to hear kind of what what are your future aspirations? What are the next couple of years going to look like for both of you? I know that you have a better picture <laughs> than yeah. you do, um, but long-term, yes. short-term, not binding you to anything, because I hate this question just as much as <laughs> I remember. <laughs> that question, when people ask a senior in high school, yeah. like, repetitively, do you know where you're going to college? And it's, like, December, and you're yeah. like, I haven't even gotten in all the applications. <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, I, mm, stop. Yeah.
1: yeah, really. yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I mentioned John Carroll. It's in Cleveland. It's a Jesuit University. Um, I'm going to study business management, business analytics, something along those ni- lines, and I'm going to work uh, along the, alongside the defensive line coach for the football team. Nice. That's uh, that's kind of my, 15, 20 years down the line, goal: a general manager or coach for a team.
0: Wow, yeah. that that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry. excited. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> what about you over there?
1: <laughs> Honestly. <laughs>
2: I'm in a point of my life where I just have no clue where <laughs> what I'm gonna do or what I want to do there's so many questions but I know like lately I've just been giving everything to God and letting him guide my days uh, I don't I honestly I know I want to do something to help other people grow closer to God I've discerned priesthood I'm not a hundred percent sure about that right now because People also need, like society also needs great marriages too. But uh, whatever God wants me to do, I think I'll, I'll, I'll answer that call. But I just want to, preferably I want to help people who are like marginalized, like the poor, or even the poor in spirit, like those who really haven't had the opportunity to see God. But yeah, honestly, we'll see what God has in store.
0: Yeah, that that is a very holy and solid answer. Thank yeah. you. Yeah,
1: very holy. Mm-hmm. We are both going to Medjugorje this summer, though. Oh, yes.
0: Together. Yes, you are? Yes. Are you are you coming? I'm not. Oh. I'm sorry. Hey, we'll <laughs>
2: buy a ticket for you. you join us? <laughs> Can
0: I sneak in someone's suitcase? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please? It's going to yeah. be, it's it's gonna
2: gonna be so lit. Cool. It's would... my, my first time. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Gonna so that's going to be powerful. Powerful.
0: Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to hear all about it. I was helping Michaela. This is so random. I was in her basement office at Resurrection mm. the other day, um, helping her put together quizzes for you guys. Oh, no. Just like... For
2: Medjugorje, quizzes? Like the Israel stuff? You
0: guys haven't heard about nope. them? Oh, Those are I'm jokes. Sorry. Okay,
2: no. Those are <laughs> jokes, though. I remember we went to Israel, and, like, they gave us a quiz because, obviously, they wanted us to know more about the, like, the biblical yeah, that aspects. Sense. Yeah, that we had to yeah, reach it made sense. And, but yeah. I was like, okay, like, I don't know much of this, and I'm not going to study on this, with about this stuff on top of all my stuff, all my schoolwork. So I just sat next to Annabelle and Trevor, and my two siblings, and we'd just be like, hey, let's see. answer the question seven? <laughs> That's and, like, awesome. Father would just stare at us and be like, shake his head. But, yep. Uh, yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work.
1: <laughs>
0: that is true. You, I, I needed some teamwork from Michaela. She was giving it to me as a practice. She pulled out all of her Mariology textbooks from Franciscan.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: Get ready. They're good. There, yeah.
2: It will be an experience. Yes,
0: yes as will Medge, but yes. I'm very happy that you guys are growing. That's yeah. awesome. Me too. All right, so we have to wrap up in a few minutes, but so I've been doing this thing, and it's actually, it's produced some funny answers. So we have a speed round of questions, <laughs> and I used to do this when I was blogging for the Jane Goodall Institute. But the answers, the questions we were asking, like the 12-year-old like environmental activist, was like. What's your favorite animal? Which, to that, Michaela responded, otters. And we got very engaged in a very long discussion about what her favorite animal was and why otters are cute and whatever. Um, The namesake of her episode now. Yeah, but anyway, these are not those questions. So you ready for my Catholic podcast speed round of questions?
2: Let's do it.
0: All right. First question. I I don't care what order you go in. I don't know. I'll go first. Yeah,
2: you can go first then.
0: All right. First question. What's your favorite book of the Bible? Philippians. Ooh, any reasoning?
1: Uh, Philippians four thirteen is the verse I've had on my cleats for two years. So
0: that's awesome. Yes, that's very good. You?
1: The book of
2: Job.
0: That that's a very solid book, and not what I expected. But any reasoning behind that one?
2: He's kind of an inspiration because, like, when you strike hard times, just look what Job did and his faith in God. It's kind of inspiring. Plus, it's the only book I fully read, like front to like. The whole book. Okay. I've never done that for any other book in the Bible.
0: Nice. Yeah, that that is something I should reread. We had to my theology class last last semester. Spent too much time on Job. Not too much. A good a good amount of time mm. on Job, yeah. but never in order. We read it out of order, which was mm. need to circle back yeah. to that. All right. So we did favorite book of the Bible. What's your favorite book in general?
1: Oh man, um, I. I'm not going to say I read the whole book because it was a summer seminar that we got the book. But I read most of Heroic Leadership by uh, Chris Lowney. And something I learned um, was I learned about self-awareness as a leader. And that is something that's, like, improved my life dramatically like you wouldn't believe. Just being more self-aware and aware of how I come off to people around me and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I think it's
1: definitely the most impactful, too.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't read. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, i'd probably say the bible that <laughs> that's, that's i can argue have. with that one <laughs> yeah it's the best book out there
0: very true <laughs> all right so <laughs> maybe counter to that what's your favorite tv show or movie
2: my favorite tv show is avatar the last airbender <laughs> i always watched that with my siblings growing up and we'd always like act it out Try to beat the crap out of each other so (laughs) brings back great memories.
0: I can see that. I can see that happening. How about you?
1: Um, TV show, Coach Snoop on Netflix, movie, Patriots Day, the marathon bombing documentary. Yes. For sure.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to my first marathon Monday at BC since it goes through campus. That's gonna be so
1: cool.
0: Yep. All right, favorite athlete.
1: Russell Westbrook
0: Okay.
2: Brian Boyle
0: I had to you say have to that, that
2: <laughs> My uncle um, He plays in the NHL And he, right now he's on the National Predators, he's been in the league for around 13 years or something, he's also my godfather so just gotta show him some support.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there there was a right answer to that yeah. question for you, I guess.
2: Pred nations, baby. Mm-hmm. Pred
0: nation. <laughs> All right, favorite musician or band?
1: Man. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um I'm gonna be generic, Drake.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Not Chris Tomlin, Bethel, Matt Maher.
1: <laughs> I was actually going to say that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> <thinking, laughs> to say Bethel. song. I'll be, I'll be real. Yeah, Drake.
0: Okay. All right. You're the first secular. Really? Yes. Person was, who has answered I that question. I was question. thinking
1: about, about picking uh, Chris Tomlin, Matt Maher.
0: Mm, Matt Maher. Yes. Yeah, there have been several Matt Maher's. But I appreciate, I, I'm a big, I don't know. Like, there there's solid music outside of oh, Christian music. for sure. For music. sure. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um. I guess I'll say a secular one, too. But my favorite um, Christian one is uh, Hillsong. But for secular, I don't know. I kind of like Adele a lot. Nice. Yeah, she's she's a beast. <laughs> but, yeah, I like – who else do I like? Yeah, Adele. And then, like, I like Eminem, too.
1: It's
2: okay. my mom. My mom likes Eminem a lot, so we, like, rap. Ooh. Verses of his songs in a car
0: That is beautiful yes. I, I want to see that I want to be a fly on the wall for that
2: <laughs> Shout out to mom, my mother <laughs> Yes
0: <laughs> um, Favorite country you've been to or place you've traveled I think I could guess the answer But I do want to know the answer
1: I think well country Haiti But I think overall place um, I spent four days in North Carolina At Duke for a soccer camp And I just loved it there mm. Everybody was so happy too It's Awesome mm. Yeah I
2: think I'm tied between Israel um, and Aruba. Aruba, I went down with my family like two weeks ago. And like it was just, we've never all been, especially now that we're teenagers and my oldest sister's 20 and my youngest brother's eight. So now that we're all kind of older, we've never really been um, to a resort together. And it was just so, so fun. Like we went tubing, parasailing, made so many memories it was
1: a great bonding time
0: that's so awesome Ruba or israel that's good yeah, It's a good
1: uh, it's a good choice jo- uh good uh, good options yeah. yeah
0: if i could be anywhere in the world right yeah. now i'd be in the church of the holy sepulcher or on a beach <laughs> not bad just not the dead sea beach that,
2: that oh my gosh i went into the dead sea Michaela's like all right guys we're going into the dead sea don't open your eyes underwater. The first thing I do... Or she's like, don't dunk underwater. I go into the ocean. First thing I do is dunk underwater. <laughs> and my eyes kill because of salt content. Oh, man. It just hurt. But I will say, that, like, made your skin feel so smooth.
0: Yes. And,
2: like, the mud. I love that mud.
0: Do you remember, st- remember we sat in that big mud pit? <laughs> like, yeah. there was, like, four of us. Yeah. Was- and
2: just... Yeah. And, like, we all had mud all over our hair and, like, faces. I still have... <laughs> I still have the mud and water from... Um, from the Dead Sea and, like, the Sea of Galilee, and I think... Jordan River? Jordan River, yep. Nice. Yep. I think I got some from the well, too.
0: Ooh. Yes. Yep. yep. All right. That that was a good pairing. I liked... You guys have good answers. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Appreciate you. it. Um, favorite retreat you've been on? I guess we also probably talked about this, but you guys have a plethora of retreats to choose yeah. from.
1: I think Kairos is a clear number one for me, but I think hmm. a close second was actually the core retreat we did this past fall.
0: Ooh, okay. I really okay. like
1: that. Yeah.
0: Mm. How about you, Gavin?
2: I'd say Kairos. um, I can't really remember any other retreat that was really, really powerful for me. But Kairos. Kairos was a great one. Okay. For sure.
0: Even outweighs Discipleship Week?
2: Oh, I guess if we count that as a a retreat. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'd say... I like discipleship cyber That they can keep that one around. <laughs> yes. It's a good one.
0: Yeah, going into its fourth year. I discussed that with Sarah, I think last week. That it's yeah. grown from 40 kids we've outgrown an entire college yeah, campus. Yeah, that
2: is something that, what, that's going to be many, cool this year. How many kids are going this year?
0: I'm not sure, but we used to be at Northeast Catholic College for the past 3 yeah, years. And that's
2: an assumption.
0: Yeah, each dorm can only house like 80 kids or something, 50-80 wow. wow. kids. Great. Um, the men's and women's dorms. Right. And we have Outgrown an entire yeah. college campus. Yeah. That's good. So now uh, we're at Assumption.
2: Yeah. That was probably the first time, going back to the first question you asked us, <laughs> that was probably, like, the first time I really got to meet Father Sunisha and, like, all the kids who are at Life Teen. So that was, I have very fond memories of Discipleship Week.
0: Yes. Yeah. Bubble soccer. Oh, yes. yes. hmm Yep. <laughs> All right, so moving on from favorite treat, what's your favorite form of prayer or way to pray?
1: Oh, man. Um, I like the Chapel of Divine Mercy. I think that's my favorite. Okay. It's quick. It actually set set time you should do it throughout the day. It's It's pretty structured. I like it.
0: Yeah, that is very fair.
2: Yeah. I like the rosary a lot, but then I also like, sometimes I write my own music and just like, Coming up with something and like letting God guide you through the lyrics and like just playing and singing your heart out. That's also, I find, very powerful form of prayer.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would be torn if I had to answer these questions, which mm-hmm. I don't envy all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be torn between rosary, chaplet, a divine mercy, and praise and worship. Yeah. 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 I haven't dabbled in songwriting though, so I admire that one. That's pretty cool. Fair of Yeah. All right. If you could meet any pope, who would it be? Oh.
1: John Paul
0: II. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I concur. Peter. That's also solid. Yeah, it's a good one. Any reasoning behind particularly Peter?
2: I only know two popes Pope Francis <laughs> and Pope Peter. And I know, I kind of know Pope John II, but not really. But yeah. And plus Pope uh, Peter, like just as how he was as a person, like he messed up but he still God still loved him and he still bounced back every time. I find that very similar to my own life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the time that we had mass at the rock where he made breakfast for Peter? Mm,
2: I do. Oh, yes. So cool. That was yeah. by the Sea of Galilee.
0: Yes, and we waded into the sea and prayed a rosary. Yes. Yes.
2: And the fish were eating our feet. Yes. Like the... uh the dust off our feet or, like, the dead skin off our feet.
0: That was, that was something. That was an experience. And everyone kept being like, what are you guys doing standing in a circle in the Sea of Galilee?
2: Yeah. It was our cult. Yes.
0: <laughs> that was the day that we tried to finish a rosary, like, 50 times, right? Really? We kept getting interrupted. There was four of us who just really wanted to pray a rosary, which, I mean, is a good holy desire for a group of four teenagers. But, like, we started one on the bus yeah, and then oh yeah, maybe I through a decade, like we went to the Sea of Galilee, and then someone told us to move back from that section of the bus. Yeah, and yeah,
2: yeah. I think that was when the Polish lady fainted also there. Yes, mass. yeah, that was yes. hilarious. Yeah, I kind of started laughing. I was, oh no, I shouldn't be laughing. But
0: <laughs> she was okay. She was fine. There was a very cute Polish couple who came yeah. to have mass with us.
2: Was that they had the mural too? Was that of Saint? Pope John. I
0: think, yeah, it was of JP, too. JP yeah. two.
2: JP two, And he's Polish.
0: Yes. Ayo. And they were just hanging out near the mural. Yep. Joined us for math. Good memories. All right. If you could be BFFs with any one saint, who would it be? One is very tricky. Yeah. I know.
1: Oh, my. Uh, I'll
0: give you maybe a second okay. saint, if you want. Maybe one male, one female.
1: Okay. I'm going to go first with St. Paul. Mm-hmm. that's a saint I pray to a lot um, something I find very powerful in my life is writing people letters <laughs> and that's what he did and that's actually it's a funny story so when I was I think it was last year um, a guy named Tom Rinaldi who works for ESPN mm-hmm. came to uh, speak at our school and the leaders of the club that I do sports debate club got to have lunch with them wow. and he told us a really cool story about um, this college coach Nick Saban who's like one of the best college coaches of all time. And a man, I think it was a man either wrote him a letter or he wrote a letter to somebody, um, about like getting a position on the coaching staff. And because he wrote a handwritten letter, he got it. So that's wow. something that I've tried to do in my life. And, um, especially at those moments when like, I feel like I need to tell someone they really mean, they mean something more to me. I always try to write a handwritten letter and I, uh, I pray to St. Paul a lot. Um, yeah,
0: I don't know. Wow, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's solid. that is
1: a good answer. I'd say
2: Mother Teresa for an abundance of reasons. She kind of reminds me of like just her like toughness and firmness, it like reminds me of my math teacher. <laughs> who like my math teacher is a beast too. But um yeah, like Saint Teresa just her story, how she like left her home. She went to Calcutta and served like the poorest of the poor. Um, and, like, even the, throughout her ministry, she never really truly felt God, and she was, like, she never really had anything to, like, sustain her, kind of, so to say. But she still stayed strong in her faith, and she still um, praised God, and she still tried her best to bring others closer to God. And just her humility also was is very inspiring.
0: Also another very solid saint and one that we've had to watch that yes. movie the we, letters uh,
1: just watched 30 minutes of it last week at edge oh mm-hmm. yeah talking about works of mercy
0: yeah. yeah that is that's a solid movie recommendation yes. right there the letters about yes. the life of mother teresa we watched it i think every time before we went to haiti yep
1: we didn't before we went to the dr oddly enough but huh yeah i don't know uh.
0: Uh, yeah <laughs> hmm. i don't know yeah <laughs> All right, I have one last question, and then I guess we can wrap up. So if you have any piece of advice for a high schooler who is trying to find their faith, pursue sainthood, or find God in any way, what advice would you give them? Oh, man.
1: It's Uh, a big question. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll give a couple, like, short ones. I'd say first, look to see, especially if you go to a Catholic school, a lot of Catholic clubs and events go on that you don't know about, so I try to find those um, at church. At uh, a lot of churches have youth ministry. I don't know how good or how bad it is, but um, there's always something. There's always something there. Um, don't be afraid to talk to your priests or your youth ministers either. Solid. And pray. Yes, that's yeah. a must.
0: Yeah, emphasis on that. If you can't do the above things, pray. Yes.
2: Yeah. Indeed. I'd say build a community around yourself that has Christ at its center and also like build a support community that will help you grow in your faith. I think that's one of the things all of us have been blessed with. It's just having like resurrection or like our our families like individuals in our families being able to like help us like because it's not always going to be easy to live out your faith and you have to realize that early. But if you're able to have people around you who will push you and like push you to pray every day, push you even to take that first step, like, because for so many of the times I see at BC High, there's so many kids who just, just them going to church, like, this that first time or just them going to Holy Hour, that first time changes their lives or, like, impacts their lives so significantly. It's just, like, about that first step and just pushing your pride to the side and taking, like, that chance.
0: That's awesome. That's beautiful. Well, Thank you so much for both of you for coming up from BC High to come and chat with me about everything from faith on the soccer field to Haiti and Israel and random stories about fish eating our feet in Israel, (laughs) but all very good things and evangelization and all the good things that you two are doing. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you.
2: Hey, thank you for you.
0: (laughs) In the words of Father Snesha. All right. Talk to you next week. Mm. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the To the Heights podcast, and a big thank you to Max Loeb and Gavin Leonard from Boston College High School for coming and sharing their witness and joy in stories of pursuing sainthood as a teenager. This was one of my favorite episodes, in that it reminded me that all I wanted to do was to share the unique and authentic journeys of the young people of the Catholic Church and real conversations about what living out the faith looks like right now in our world there were lots of laughs, but also lots of sharing what's on our hearts. So I hope you enjoyed listening in and have some takeaways to apply to your own journey with the Lord in reaching to the heights. Tune in next week for a very awesome guest. But until then, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at totheheightsctv, or find me at oliviarose underscore art or oliviaroseart.com. Talk to you next week and keep on reaching to the heights.